Good morning and welcome back. Another episode of Morning Talk. Thank you all for joining me again. Uh, I know I've been putting an episode in a little while. Just needed to recharge the battery. Had a busy weekend. That turned to a flop weekend as all my plans fell through. But hey, it is what it is. Let's get back on it. A lot of things to talk about. Uh, but as this is morning drive, I'll kind of give you the big highlights. Gloss over it. And stay tuned as later on today I may be recording an episode with a longtime friend of mine. We're going to be touching on UFC, a little bit of boxing, and then wrapping it up with, of course, some NBA news and just overall, uh, well, just touching base on his different teams and uh, seeing how bad they're going to do next season. <laughs> All right, good. Who knows? But starting this off, we had a weekend of fights. There was a boxing fight with uh, Manny Pacquiao versus the undefeated Keith one-time Terman. Uh, there also was a UFC fight night that saw Leon Edwards and, and RDA headline it, as well as Greg Hardy was on that card. Uh, a couple NBA news, but before we get into it, we have to start with the big news that came out yesterday. John Bones Jones, or as I like to call him, John Baum Jones, in the news once again for the wrong reasons. So it appears there was a warrant, a warrant out for John Jones in relations to an altercation that took place at a strip club. So reports are saying that John Jones is being accused of holding a stripper in a chokehold. Now, John Jones came out and is denying the allegations went on social media to say don't believe everything you hear if you don't know i'm not a big fan of john jones i do not have much respect for the man i think the man's a cheater i think uh for all the praise he gets for his skills in the octagon i think he's a cheater i think he doesn't deserve all the praise i think the ufc finds himself in a situation where with ronda and Conor McGregor on a hiatus, they have to push the biggest star they have, and it kind of pushes, I don't want to say morals, because at the end of the day, we understand it's a business, but it pushes the integrity of the sport aside, just so they can continue to promote their token their token champion, John Jones. Um, I was discussing this yesterday, and the truth is, and one of my friends made a great point, he said, look, when you have a checkered pass like John Jones does, you can't even put yourself in that situation, right? When you hear John Jones, you know, in front of the, the microphones, he's saying the right things in the interviews, um, right, saying saying things such as he no longer takes re- use recreational drugs. However, when asked behind the cameras, Jones would admit that, yes, he still goes out to the clubs. And I understand, doesn't mean you should stop living your life, but at this point, at this stage, at this status that you've reached, why why risk it at all? Because the truth is, when you're that famous, you make yourself a target. So whether those allegations are true or not, he put himself in a position where, say they were false, this lady tried to take advantage because, first off, she knew he's a big name as John Jones and probably knew about his checkered past, which would make her allegations credible. 
But again, I just don't understand how the man just keeps putting himself in those situations time and time again. I mean, there are hundreds of fighters in the UFC roster. We don't hear these scandals every week. But for some reason, John Jones gets a pass every single time. Hey, is what it is. Uh, very interesting how the UFC hasn't really made any single comment about it. But I'm sure that'll come soon. Anyways, stay tuned. Um, I'll be talking more about it in my uh, in my other episode. Of course, there was also a UFC fight night this weekend um, on ESPN Plus. That is, so uh, we saw Leon Edwards. I believe he's on an eight fight winning streak, which is pretty impressive. Leon Edwards is not the most impressive fighter. I, I don't want to say boring because he's very technical, very smart fighter, kind of like a Swiss Army knife. And he he won via decision, five-round decision, uh, of course, with it being the headline, beating uh, Rafael Dos, San- Dos Santos. Uh, I like, uh, I don't, so this is how I feel about RDA. RDA reached a point of his career where really he's now become a stepping stone for up-and-comers or guys to prove that they deserve to be in that upper echelon in that division. Uh, RDA was in the top five of that division, and now with this loss to Leon Edwards, who's who was ranked 12. Now it'll be interesting to see what happens with that ranking. Now, of course, Leon Edwards took the opportunity to call out Jorge Masvidal. We know where this is all coming from. Uh, And if you didn't know, last time, Leon Leon Edwards and Masvidal fought was on a card in London where Masvidal was headlining the card fighting Darren Till. And in the backstage, while Masvidal was having an interview, Leon Edwards had some words for him as he was walking by. And Masvidal, being that guy who's really about that life, stepped up to Leon Edwards to really, really get him to, you know, to, to kind of repeat what he said to his face. And uh, as they got into it, uh, Masvidal hit him with uh, what we now know the famous three-piece and a soda. And, uh, of course, referring to these hands, put these hands on him. And... In, uh, in, in a sense, Leon Edwards been the butt of the three-piece and a soda joke for some time now. And Masvidal riding the high of, beat, of knocking out Ben Askren in record time really has no reason to take this fight, really is putting himself in the top four of that division and really is looking at a championship, championship uh, opportunity. And I personally think he should get it. And at the same time, too, fighting a guy like e. Leon Edwards, it's a high-risk, low-reward you don't really gain much from that win, uh, from that win, so I don't really see it being a realistic fight, at least not for Masvidal. Now, for the UFC, it's easy to market. We know how the UFC is about using previous narratives, using beefs, in a sense, and footage. And why better footage than that three-piece in a soda? I don't think it's going to happen. Leon Edwards, uh, just from a popularity standpoint, you know, a casual fan don't even know who he is. So, I don't. I really don't see the UFC giving him that shot, especially with that division being so full of talent, but also lacking the star power. I think they're going to want to milk and capitalize off that Jorge Masvidal hype hype train. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, in that card, also we saw the controversial Greg Hardy, former NFL player, fight uh, one. I'm sorry, I can't remember his last name. Greg already made light work of this. 
steamrolled them in 45 seconds, hit them with a barrage of, of hits, uh, drop one, one grab to one leg, and really wasn't doing anything to defend themselves, so the ref called it. What was really kind of interesting is as they, they, they made the announcement about who the winner is, um, the referee puts Greg Hardy's hand up, and Greg Hardy's doing this ridiculous celebration, and he just drops his hand. <laughs> so put his hand up to declare him as the winner, just drops his hand, shaking his head <laughs> in, in kind of disapproval. Just a funny thing you should check out. Um, but yeah, I mean, for Greg Hardy, it really means, doesn't mean much uh, for the Prince of War, as he calls himself. It doesn't mean much for the simple fact that he's finding cans out there. He's not finding any real competition. And at the same time, I I think the UFC is doing this purposely to try to build him up, to build this star power. And I don't even know if it's star power, but I feel like it's one of these things where they're just building him up, maybe so he can become the most hated guy that people actually tune in to watch, hopefully lose. Greg Hardy does look like a serious contender and sorry i don't mean championship contender i just mean as far as mixed martial artists he does look like a serious martial artist in the sport it doesn't feel like one of those where you know guys are trying out the sport uh he's athletic as hell more than most in that heavyweight division but we just need to see him fight some real competition is really what it is and i don't think it's fair i mean we've seen people like sage northcutt even CM Punk, I don't put Sage Norcutt in that same category because he is an MMA fighter, but we saw UFC come out and try to push a guy like this, but they put him against real competition, which in the end and ended up being his downfall, uh, and of course, look at a guy like CM Punk, who they they put up against Mickey Gall, and everybody who actually watches UFC, who follows thoroughly, knew that Mickey Gall was no joke, so it almost felt like it was kind of a circus show for CM Punk knowing that he couldn't really compete with the elite MMA fighters but at the same time why is Greg already getting a pass why are we not putting him against some real competition I think at this point we've heard enough about him we've seen enough about him in the cage to actually want to see him fight some real some real fighters but who knows who knows what will happen on that Uh, so that's it for the UFC. There was, of course, Manny Pacquiao fighting Keith, one-time Thurman, the undefeated, undisputed champion. Um, I personally thought, I really thought Thurman was going to win the fight. Uh, not only did I think Thurman was uh, was a is a is a good fighter, younger, uh, hungrier, but I really also thought that age would come into play. I thought that Father Time would catch up with Manny Pacquiao and we would really start to see the decline more than we, more so than we have in the past. And uh, that wasn't true. The ageless wonder, 40-year-old, pride of the Philippines, Manny Pacquiao, came to fight. And you know, gotta be honest, as I watched the fight, Manny's footwork is not as as light, as quick as it used to be, but the hand speed is still there. The hand movement is there. Of course, the boxing IQ is there from his 24, 26 years of boxing experience. So Pacquiao still have it. Uh, Thurman, sorry, Pacquiao being a respectful guy, of course, he didn't really partake in much of the trash talking before the fight, but Thurman, you know, understandably so, having to sell the fight, made some comments, saying how he would make Manny Pacquiao retire after this fight. 
and Pacquiao did vow to make him eat those words, and he did exactly that. Pacquiao in the first round dropped Thurman. Um, again, just just really speaking to Pacquiao's uh, ability to move, his quickness still has it, and he was able to clip him in the chin while moving forward. And of course, Thurman just trying to stay light on his foot, trying to back away from the punch, got clipped, dropped, came right back up as a real champion, still put up a competitive fight, but the outcome was a split decision for Manny Pacquiao. I'm not, I don't have anything against that decision, it just was one of those fights where it felt like if you didn't do enough to win the fight, you got to live with the judge's decision, that's what it was, and truthfully watching the fight, I did feel Manny Pacquiao won the fight, even though Thurman did outpunch him slightly. And it was very slightly. I don't think it was even 20 punch difference. But you know, scoring it as a on a round to round basis. Uh the the win ended up going to Manny Pacquiao. Yeesh. So some construction on the way there. So what's next for Pacquiao that is um really puts him in an interesting position. Of course, Thurman wants the rematch, but I don't think that's the fight to make. I think Pacquiao uh, is really trying to bring more light into into at least the, the lower classes of uh, boxing while keeping them relevant while Floyd Mayweather enjoys his retirement. Uh, I don't think the, the Mayweather fight's going to happen. Now, there is Errol Spence out there who, to me, is the best in, in uh, best welterweight in boxing right now so it'll be interesting to see if that's a potential matchup that they'll do Terrence Crawford is still out there as well so those I think are the next two matchups really to look at for Manny Pacquiao especially as they I'm sure they'll eventually start looking at maybe unifying that 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 uh, that weight class but uh, interesting fight uh, other notable people who was in attendance was the Bronze Bomber Deontay Wilder and Andy the destroyer Ruiz, the new heavyweight champion. So the two heavyweight champions was in attendance, uh, working with PBC, who was hosting the fight. And if, and what was great is Andy Ruiz got a chance to talk about the rematch with Anthony Joshua, and he kind of confirmed what we all predicted. As I mentioned on this program, I knew that Eddie Earn would try to get the rematch done in London. I was happy to hear Andy Ruiz is not really with it. Seems like his team would like the fight to happen in the U.S. I completely agree. Uh, the way I see it is this: they make a big deal about Anthony Joshua coming to uh, coming to America, like he's the Prince Zamunda. Shout out to coming to America. Sequel coming soon, in case you didn't know. So they made the big deal about him coming to the U.S. After all the talk, it was one of those like, "You wanted them, now you have them." And now he's here, taking on all competition. Well, the first... The first fighter, Big Baby Miller, that fell through because of Big Miller Miller failing drug tests. And, of course, within five weeks, notice, they reach out to Andy Ruiz, who accepted the fight, and the rest is history, as we know. Now, with that said, you came, you lost... It feels to me you're tucking your tail and running back home. I don't like it. I think uh, it's especially Andy Ruiz now being the champion. I'm happy that he's using the this the the power that he has in these negotiations. And I would like to see the rematch happen here. 
as it stands right now, I still think Ruiz might win that rematch. I think Joshua is a very basic boxer. Uh, and Andy Ruiz has shown to have quick hand speed, some very good hand speed and good head movement. And he's a very experienced boxer at that. So, But we'll see. And of course, uh, Deontay Wilder being very political, very smart about the way he's approaching the whole thing, staying very close to Andy Ruiz, saying all the complimentary things for Andy Ruiz. And you even heard at the end of that broadcast, Andy Ruiz and uh, Deontay Wilder shaking hands and Ruiz saying it's all love over here. So it's... uh, so it's really, um, really smart from the De- Deontay Wilder. I know Deontay Wilder already announced that he's uh, he's gonna undo all these controversial wins or fights. Of course, confirming a fight with Luis Ortiz, which is a very scary fight for Deontay Wilder. And then, of course, uh, confirming the rematch with Tyson Fury, but that one is set for for sometime next year. Uh, and who knows, especially in boxing, especially with how long those negotiations can take, who knows what happens till then. Uh, we could easily see if those negotiations fall out for the rematch, um, depending on the clause that is. I don't know if the clause makes for an immediate rematch or just an eventual rematch. But if those things were, were to fall out, I could we could easily see the mega fight. And of course, we know Deontay Wilder always being a big proponent, always, always promoting what he hopes to be real. One name, one belt, one champ, unifying that heavyweight division. So, we'll see. Uh, that's news, right? That's the main news for fighting. Before I go, just a quick jokes moment I had to share with you. This fighter that I was fighting this week in Fabio something. I'm sorry, don't. In, I'm not even sure who he was fighting. To be honest, sorry, but uh, he was fighting and during rounds, he steps. As he sits in his corner, his coaches are talking to him, and this is what he says. My man actually asked if they're going to five guys later. Like, come on, bro. Take this more seriously. At the same time, I do find it funny because it's one of these things as a coach you find funny. If you're actually dominating your opponent, if you're doing exactly what you want, yeah, okay, you can let your mind drift a little, but come on, stay on task. Stay on task. Don't take your opponent lightly. I just thought that was funny as hell. (laughs) Five guys? Anyways, moving on. Uh, Some NBA news. Got to share with y'all. Kyle Korver, I've talked about a lot. Of course, a sharpshooter uh, was released from uh, the Grizzlies, I believe, and signed with one year with the Milwaukee Bucks. That's great for the Bucks. Uh, just really adds to their the validity of them being a. Just really adds to their championship odds for next year. They needed a sharpshooter after losing Malcolm Brogdon's efficient shooting and Miritich leaving for Barcelona. Uh, they really needed the outside shooting. Kyle Corver is a big addition to them. Uh, I still think they should be considered as one of the favorites this year to win the championship. I mean, the core stayed intact for the most part. Still got good a good coaching staff. And, of course, you got uh, this past year's MVP. So adding Kyle Corver is a big is a big addition for them. I would have wished he came to, to L.A., of course. But uh, some tells me his, LeBron, his journey with LeBron is over so shout out to them on that one uh, talking about Bucks talking about the Lakers I had to make this quick segue 
So, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you might have heard me say it here, uh, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago, the Bucks signed his brother. Well, Giannis has another brother who was signed to the Dallas Mavericks. He was waived by the Mavericks. And though all signs seems to point that he was going to sign with the Bucks, it looks like at the last minute the Lakers swooped in. And the Lakers have now signed Postus Atante Kumpo. To a one-year deal. I've said this before. You know, continue to say it. I truly believe that when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo, the recruiting should have started two years ago. The point that I'm making is every decision they would, they, they've made over the last two years should have been about keeping Giannis Antetokounmpo. And if it means bringing the whole family, if it means giving a 10-day contract to the mom, you do what you got to do. And I'm serious about this. And the biggest news coming out of the NBA just yesterday, the legend, maybe the greatest power forward of all time, Tim Duncan, he's going to join San Antonio Spurs as an assistant coach. Uh, many sources reported Popovich's quote. Popovich is quoted saying, after all these years of being his assistant, it's only right that Duncan returns the favor. I uh, love Popovich. Love seeing the relationship he's had with Duncan over the years. Uh, it's a great thing to see a legend come back and help, especially the franchise that he's been so successful with. Um, it feels a lot like, like, um, well, not really. I was going to say it feels a lot like, like Elijah one, but although Elijah one has been helping just a lot of people in the league overall, but it's great to see legends come back and really add more to the history of the game, more to the culture of the game. And I'm really hoping I can start seeing that impact. And it's really interesting because we haven't really seen Tim in NBA circles since his retirement. I've seen him in Thailand practicing his MMA. I've seen him really enjoying his retirement, but it's going to be great. I can't wait to see what this really means for the Spurs. Something tells me it adds to the recruiting ability. I mean, when you're sitting in recruiting, especially if you're a big man and you get to sit across from a Tim Duncan and kind of ask him some of the questions that's important to you, especially from a guy that looks at legacy, I think it's a big value to them. Uh, so that's a big move. Before I go, just want to give a quick shout out. If you know anything, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I'm a big, a big superhero guy. Marvel, who's been doing their thing, uh, was it was at Comic Con. So Comic Con was in San Diego. That's the big one where we see a lot of the new releases. And Marvel's president Kevin Page was there, and he made a lot of announcements. So really, kind of planning out Phase Four. Uh, really. Uh, putting down the next two years what we can expect from Marvel Universe so we're gonna see with their Disney Plus service we're gonna see a lot of a lot of new TV shows uh, for example Falcon and the Winter Soldier we're also gonna see One Division uh, and some new movies that are gonna be coming out Shen-Chi which I don't know much about the Eternals that's been talked about for quite some time Doctor Strange coming out with another movie. There's going to be another Thor movie in which we're going to see a female Thor. Yeah, you heard. Uh, but just 
a lot going on and really elaborating the next the plan over the next two is really interesting and the big news is at the end when he said oh we didn't even have time to talk about a black panther 2 captain marvel 2 he even said that pretty much announced that there will be new fantastic four that's big news and of course they wrapped it up with the biggest news of them all bringing out who could be considered the best actor out right now having won two oscars in the last two years he brought out Mahershala Ali, who was already part of Marvel Universe. I completely forgot. In the Luke Cage Netflix series, he played this uh, mob boss on the first season that, of course, ended up dying. But yeah, Mahershala Ali is coming back, and I love the way they introduced it. Mahershala came, and the president, Kevin Page, said, Hey, it looks like you got your own hat, and let's see what it is. And as he puts it on, the lights go down. And the screen lit up and then bold spells out Blade. So Marshall Ali is going to be taking the role of Blade for what looks like a complete revamp of that franchise. That's going to be amazing. Can't wait to see. So that's my take on this beautiful Tuesday. Beautiful and sunny it is. Wishing you all a great week. Sending you all positive vibes out there. Go out there. Go get it. Thank you all for joining. That's it for today. I'm out. Top of the morning. Deuces.